Welcome to Punchlines. I'm Frank Nicotero, longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan. We got a big show for you guys today. I'm so excited for our first guest that will be up coming up shortly. The lovely, the funny, the Vikings fan, Melissa Peterman, will be here. Worked with Melissa many times. Uh, we've all been very excited to have her on this week. And also, stopping by live in the studio, Matt Neverett, sports enthusiast, play by play guy. He will be here to talk some sports. And apparently the service academies and college football. He knows everything. So we're going to bring Matt in. It's going to be a big show. Um, thank you for watching us. We're live here at the South Point Casino, as you know. Our subscribers, we have about 470. We added a couple. We're in for the drive for 500, ladies and gentlemen. 500. We want to get to 500 in the next week or so. So if you can get us to 500, share this. Drive for 500. I think Ryan, by the way, Ryan, our producer, I think a good idea might be our 500 subscriber, whoever it is, they get five minutes on the show. Not opposed to that. Right? It could be someone very interesting. We could just do a hashtag, strive for five. D done. Make cop TM. Copyrighted. Again. He's trademarking stuff. I love it. Yeah, let's do that. That would be amazing. So anyway, we thank you guys for being here. Make sure you hit subscribe and share with your friends. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, 12 to 1. So, uh, like I said, big show. Melissa Peterman and Matt Neverett will be here. We're going to start off with nailed it or failed it because it was a big night in sports. As you know, yesterday was a crazy day. You had NCAA, you had NHL. You had Major League Baseball. You had what else? The NBA. NBA tipped off. It was crazy. So let's go ahead and look at nailed it or failed it. <clears throat> well, I hold right here the parlay ticket, ladies and gentlemen. This, Our I didn't nail anything, really. three-legger. Yeah, so we had this parlay. Uh, Alex, Alex White, Ryan, and myself, we put $10 each in. Uh, Ryan gave the winning pick. Sharks, Panthers, under six and a half. The total was what, four? Yep. Okay, so you nailed Three that. To one. Uh, Alex came close. She had the Vegas Golden Knights minus one and a half. Sweet they, game. Yeah, great game. They scored with like what, 27 seconds left? I think it was 31, but 30, that tying goal by yeah. Cotter was sweet. Unbelievable. Yeah, who never sweet. scored. Between yeah, the legs pass. So that was great. And then, of course, I had my beloved Pittsburgh Penguins and uh, they lost. Yeah, they got smoked. They got smoked at home. At home. As a home favorite, a home underdog. Anyway, they lost. So this, uh, I lost uh, everybody. So we didn't win that. And, of course, the most exciting thing about yesterday was the Frozen Frenzy. All 32 teams in action, 16 games, and the Grand Salami here was 103.5 goals. 103.5 goals. Now, the Grand Salami is here at South Point. you got to come down and wager on the Grand Salami. It's fun. That's the combined goals of every NHL game. And since every team was playing last night, we knew it would be high. Day started out very slow. There was a lot of 2-0 games, 2-1-3-0. But the afternoon took off. We had some high-scoring goals. We had an 11 yeah, and a couple it of ended, 11s. Ryan, the total was 102. 102. Lost by this a goal close. and a half. So I lost. So Anne, one of our producers, I had to give her a Coke Zero. Uh, Anne, are you drinking your Coke Zero right now? Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. She's drinking a Monster Energy drink instead. She didn't just need the caffeine. She needed quadruple the caffeine. Is that like a Jolt Cola? Remember Jolt Cola? Jolt Cola was then illegal. It was made illegal at one point. It was a caffeinated soda. Jolt had a lightning bolt, Ryan. This is before your time, Joel Cola. It was so strong, they made it illegal because kids were like, like, you know, it was bad. Uh, so I failed. I failed on the Phillies again. Uh, Chris Russo, national broadcaster, is on the MLB Network. He said, if the Diamondbacks win both games in Philly, yep. he would retire from sports broadcasting. He's been around at least 40 years, maybe even longer. Well, the Diamondbacks won, so he kind of had fun with it, uh, and he worked the camera today with Stephen A. Smith. But he he, he kind of made a joke about it, but someone in Philadelphia took the Phillies' loss very hard. This guy right here. I took it hard, but not as hard as this guy. I love how they have the Whopper music. Right. Bam! <laughs> yeah, they're playing the Burger King. Whopper, 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 Whopper. You know what, though? See, now here's the thing. That's great. The guy's a passionate Phillies fan. Boom. It's done. The TV's gone. But, you know, if you do that 10, 15 years ago, you're talking a couple grand on that TV. Now you run down to Target. That's 199 bucks right there. Yep. But something tells me this guy lost quite a bit of money on that game. As did I, but not that much. We won't discuss. It wasn't that much. But Arizona, man, they knew how to party. This is how Arizona celebrated. This is a bar, I'm guessing, right in Phoenix. So they're counting down to the last out. There it is. Corbin Carroll makes the last catch. Boom. And madness in Arizona. Yes. Look at them going crazy. The whole place See, wins, actually. I get celebrating yeah. winning the 
your league. Sure. But even Corbin Carroll, in his post-game interview, yeah. said, like, we did it. We did it. But you got four more games to you win. you got four more so games. You haven't done it yet. You haven't done it yet, and you're an underdog. Today, South Point came out with their lines. The series price is the Texas Rangers minus 180. So here at South Point, uh, Texas minus 180. Diamondbacks, you can't bet against this team, though, right? I mean, I don't know. I'm probably going to take Texas. You uh, bet a lot of against Fott. A lot of people did bet on an Arizona-Texas matchup, right? Not a lot, but the odds were pretty crazy. Yeah, not a pre-season. lot. Some people did. Uh, what are some odds that you saw? Some crazy stuff. So preseason at BetMGM was okay. 1,750 to 1. 1,000 for an Arizona-Texas matchup? Yep. Yeah, the Arizona, I mean, Arizona's win total was only 75 and a half for the season, which they barely, they barely covered. Uh, someone made a bet earlier this month at Caesars. They put 200 bucks that the Rangers would beat the Diamondbacks in the World Series at 400 to 1. A $200 bet will pay $80,000. I don't know who that person is at Caesars, but I like that. I like that bet right there. For 200 bucks, he could walk away. He or she could walk away with $80,000. That's insane. That's a lot of money for uh, this is why a small we gamble, bet. But folks. Arizona, I mean, look, they only won like uh, they only won seven more games than my my beloved Pirates, who seemed awful, and they're going to the World Series. So, who do you like in the World Series, Ryan? Well, I feel like I should probably take a shot and say now I have a futures bet on the Rangers. You have a futures bet on the oh, you don't want to talk about it when though, they right? when they traded for uh, why can't mind me bring on uh, yeah, Raldis Chapman. Oh, uh, Chapman, yeah, yeah. I uh, Easter put a futures with, in uh, with him. Yeah, I know. I, when the, uh, he gave up a homer against the Astros. Yeah, yeah that was, it was So tough. you have a futures bet. Do you want to tell us the amount or no? Just want to say, let's not jinx it, right? Yeah, I'll just say I have it. And again, the reason I'm rooting for the Texas Rangers is they have made Creed mandatory listening in their clubhouse. And, you know, a lot of the fans are asking for me to sing the line higher. Again. Can you take me higher? That's going to be your Halloween costume. That is, I'm going to go with Scott Stapp. Yeah, and I see Melissa Peterman is going to be on any second now. She admired the singing. She knows. She knows about singing. All right, so uh, we want to wish some happy birthdays. Uh, we always like to do birthdays connected in the sports world. This guy, this this guy's one of the best baseball players. It's hard to believe that he's only 25. So happy birthday to Juan Soto of the San Diego Padres. Uh, and this is his 25th birthday on October 25th. And what does that mean, Ryan? It's golden year. His golden birthday. I was not familiar with this golden birthday. Ryan, how old are you again? I'm 23. He's 23 years old, ladies and gentlemen. So you're celebrating your golden birthday next year on April 24th. That I am. have a massive party on the 24th for you. But yeah, he's 25 years old. I mean, this guy, he's already won a World Series. He's won a batting title. But he's going to have to celebrate this without his manager, Bob Melvin, because I don't know how the Padres let this happen. But Bob Melvin, Padres manager who kind of conflicted with, uh, is it A.J. Preller, the GM? Yeah, they kind of butted heads. And uh, he's on the, he's the, he's the, he's the manager of the Giants now. Last time, they, last time the Padres let a manager go to the Giants, Bruce Bochy. What happened? Three rings. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. They need some, Here's what I think. The Padres need somebody for manager, okay, that can motivate a high payroll. I mean, they were like $300 million to $300 million. Someone who can handle young players and vets to take them all the way. So the next manager I propose to you, San Diego Padres, is Billy Haywood, the 12-year-old manager from Little Big League. That's who it should be right there. Right? He knew how to work with the vets, right? He intermingled them. So, I, I, Little Big League, that's what you want to do right there. Uh, next birthday, it's Mrs. Russell Wilson, ladies and gentlemen, the lovely Sierra. Sierra. What's that? I just said her name. She's very pretty. Sierra, one, two step, right? Very attractive. Do we have a picture of Sierra? Well, we um, all know what she looks like. The, yeah. <laughs> just imagine Got Sierra right now. Yes, Mrs. Russell Wilson. Uh, the beautiful Sierra. She turns 38 today. 38, uh, 38. She turns 38 today. Uh, no pay. Oh, there she is. There they are. There's a look at that good looking family right there. Yeah. Sierra, happy birthday. Happy birthday. She turns 38. Ironically, 38 is the number of times the Broncos regret giving Russell Wilson $242 million. So see how that all tied in right there? Yeah. Thank you. Melissa laughing. All right. Good. Uh, that's our celebrity birthdays. Last thing I want to say before Melissa Peterman comes in the F1 rate. Oh, do you have something? You else? got Bob Knight. Oh, oh my God. Bobby Knight. Oh, coach. Coach Knight, I apologize. Uh, Bobby Knight, legendary coach of the um, Indiana Hoosiers, two or three national championships. He had the 76 team, right, with Isaiah Thomas, one undefeated, three-time national champions. Uh, that is a very young-looking picture of Bobby Knight. That might even be from uh, – he was at the he was at Army, I think, right? He started up the Army, I think. Anyway, he's 83 years old today. 
And uh, when you think Bobby Knight, what's the one thing you think of? You think red sweater, but you also think of this incident. Throw right? in the chair. Throw in the chair. And we have it. There it is. Gets a tee. Getting this checked. is classic. This is You can't do this nowadays. He gets a tee from the ref. He says, uh, excuse me, Mr. Referee, that was a bad call. Look at that hair. The lettuce, as they like to call them. <laughs> now watch what he does here. If you've never seen this clip, if you're a younger viewer, watch what Bobby does. You know what? I don't need to be here anymore. Neither does my chair! Yeah! That is the best. One of my favorite moments on Parks and Rec is when they had the Bobby Night Rangers. Remember the Bobby Night Rangers? They all dressed as Bobby Knight and only played Night Ranger songs on their big uh, Pawnee tribute concert. And then at the end of their set, they threw chairs. So in tribute to Coach Knight, I am going to throw a chair oh, in don't. the studio maybe at the end of the show. We'll close that way because... Ladies and gentlemen, I'll give you a little secret. Camera. For me to get in and out of this chair, very hard. Very short, chair is very high. All right, last before Melissa Peterman, I want to point out that the F1 race here in Vegas, it's coming up. Everyone's very excited. A lot of the locals don't like it. Construction's been hell. They've put up risers and bleachers everywhere. You can't even see the Bellagio fountains anymore. But they announced the entertainment. So some of the acts that will be performing at the F1 uh, festival, it starts like November 15th, I believe. Yep. So you got, uh, you got Andre Day, Bishop Briggs, Jay Balvin. Nope, still haven't, I still don't recognize any of those names. Journey! Okay, there you go. Journey will be there. Yes, Melissa Peterman, mouth agape. Journey will be there. And I believe instead of Don't Stop Believing, they're going to sing Don't Stop Bewealing. Don't Stop Bewealing. Yeah, she didn't like that one. I, you're gonna, you got to put an hour show. Okay. <laughs> Melissa just, no, not good. Okay. Uh, 30 Seconds to Mars. Jared Leto will be there creeping people out. Will I am. Uh, but where's the real entertainment? Where's the Vegas entertainment? Where's an Elvis impersonator? Where's the kid banging on the empty bucket for nonstop 12 hours? You got Blue Man Group. You got Blue Man Group. All right, so Blue Man Group will be there. And Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. Soleil. So Blue Man Group basically will stand there motionless, blue-faced, slowly blinking, exactly what Vegas commuters have been doing in Vegas for months. Blue-faced, slowly blinking, silently in traffic. Also, Cirque du Soleil... Always dangerous, right? They got the daring acts of talent. Hey, you want to impress? You want to impress me, Cirque du Soleil? I want to see you doing some stuff over the track as the cars go underneath you at 200 miles an hour with no net. Then I'd be impressed. That would be pretty crazy. Don't stop. You know, it's also going to be entertaining seeing how the workers at all the casinos and restaurants get to work during that because it's going to be a nightmare. Also, my final thing at the F1 Entertainment that we're not seeing, uh, I want to see the guys who hand out the nudie cards, you know, on the strip. Flipping their hand. I want to see them. Yeah, there it is. I want to see them handing out to a passing car at 200 help? miles an hour. Yeah. Yes. This is the actual girl that will come to your room. Meet up. Meet up. Meet up. Uh, yeah. So we asked the AI to create that picture. That's what we got. Is that right? That's what we got. We said, we said guy on the strip handing out cards of naked girls to Nitty fast cards. cars. And that's what we got. So AI is not perfect yet. I don't think that was Vegas, but it looked damn good. All right. So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, let's bring in our first guest. I'm so excited. Uh, the last time I saw her, I think, was at the Makeup Awards or something. My cousin, you were at the Makeup Awards or something. My cousin uh, has a special effects company, obviously. All right, she's the host of a new game show, Person, Place, or Thing, which is on locally here in Vegas at 5 p.m. on KVCW. But you can look it up online. you got to see this game show. Highly entertaining because of her. You may also know her as Barbara Jean on Reba, Brenda Sparks on Young Sheldon. We met on CMT's The Singing Bee, but we became best friends when I did warm-up on ABC's Bet on Your Baby. And since we are a show talking about gambling, we are going to talk about Bet on Your Baby. Here she is, the lovely Melissa Peterman, ladies and gentlemen. There she oh, is. Oh, wow. I thank, you. thank you for that great intro, Frank. How are you? That was only half the intro I could have done, ladies and gentlemen. I'm great. You look amazing. Thank you for being on the show. Everyone's very excited about you stopping by. So thank you. Um, is this the first like theater major that you've had on a sports show? <laughs> <laughs> is I think I'm going to say yes. Uh, yep, yep. Okay. It is. And and now listen, uh, you're Minnesota through and through. I I talked about this earlier. The Vikings. I know you're a massive Vikings fan. How about the Monday night game? I mean, who knew they were going to do it? They did it. They won. I mean, you know, the thing about Vikings fans is we expect the worst and hope for the best, <laughs> right. but we're, but we're there. And, um, yeah, it's very exciting. Now I, now I know. So, so as soon as you started talking about the Vikings, you slipped back into the Minnesota accent. I heard it come out. I did. Didn't yeah, I? You did. Oh God. You know, those Vikes, <laughs> what are we going to do? You know what? You know, you just got to go there. You got to show up. You got to be a fan. You got to be a fan all the time when it's good, <laughs> when it's bad, you're just a fan. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So listen, I, I, every time I get on an airplane, which is frequent. I think of you 
Every time, every time I get on a plane, I think of Melissa. It's because every time I sit down, Ryan, what's the first thing you're supposed to do when you buckle up? Are you supposed to buckle up, right? First thing. All right, Melissa, could you please do your joke about buckling up the seatbelt? Um, is it just me or am I the only one that after a flight, I make my seatbelt really, really tiny? So the next person that sits there just says, I don't know who she is, but 26F was a real skinny bitch. <laughs> It's my favorite job. And I try to remember when I get off to make it super small, right? Because just, it's. It's very satisfying because you're like, you just leave and you make it real small because I know when I sit down and I see that it's so tiny, I'm upset and I'm angry. Like, no, this wasn't, this didn't fit anybody. No human wore this. So I think they do, they're doing it to me. So I just make it real small. I don't know. I think you might have to do the flip side. So that way you make people feel good about themselves. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, see, he's woke. You got to remember, right. Melissa, he's 23 years old. See, this, this is what I got to put up with, this woke culture. No, go for the skinny bitch. Always go for the joke. Um, All right. I, I see. I got it. No, no, no. I love it so much. Uh, listen, uh, bet on your baby. We talk about gambling on this show. I don't, you know, we worked on a show called Bet on Your Baby, and everyone's probably going, what the hell was Bet on Your Baby? Oh, it's exactly what the title was. People bet on their baby. It was such a fun show. It was on ABC. And uh, yeah. that's where we're at. So could you tell people what that, who might have missed Bet on Your Baby? Because it, it was a great show. I enjoyed it. We, we yeah, it, it truly was. It was one of those shows. And Frank, I, I think we've talked about it. Like, I just, I, I, it had legs. I wish it went on. Yeah. Basically, we took parents and we had toddlers. So like the best age because they have no editor. They'll say whatever they want. <laughs> and we had parents, like, um, they would bet on if, and it wasn't like the Hunger Games yeah. with children. It was very fun. <laughs> It was fun stuff. Like, you know, their kid would be playing in a room and the parent would, you know, tell them not to, like, you know, would not, you're not supposed to, you can't touch this till I come back. And, right. just, and then they would bet, like, do you think the kid's going to touch this? Or do they know how to dial a rotary phone? Or can they, <laughs> can they carry this? It was all fun stuff for the kid. The kid didn't have an idea that they were, you know, it was all, it was feel good. And then the parents would bet, like, I believe that he totally will be able to wait until I come back in the room before right. he devours that cookie or right. I'll, I'll be, I believe they can do this. And they won money for college. Yeah. So the parents were playing for like a college fund. So it was really fun. And it was really, in, in, you know, it, it was, nobody was thrown under the bus. We didn't try to make the parents or the kid. They wanted to have fun and get yeah. some money for college. It was a lot of fun. And the audience, the studio audience, you've never seen people get into a game show more like, Oh, don't touch that cookie. Don't grab the cookie. Kid. It was hysterical. It was so much fun. And that was, that was a while ago, but I, I we had a blast doing that. Um, so you have a new game show right now, Person, Place, or Thing, which is going great. It started uh, beginning of September or late August, whatever. Yep. And uh, it's all over. My mom, my mom, she has a DVR. She knows how to do a season pass. She's very proud of that. So she has a season pass for the show. And when she's making dinner and doing dishes, she listens and watches the show. So mom loves it. Person, Place, or Thing. And explain to people where uh, well, it's, it's nationally syndicated, so you can watch it everywhere. But if you can just run down the premise of the show. It's uh, basically, it's like 20 questions for the 21st century. We take 21st <laughs> or 20 questions, like, is it a person, place, or thing? And the contestants can ask yes or no questions. I will give clues after every, after every few questions. And the first person to get who that person, place, or thing is, they win. We have a few rounds of that. And then we have a speed round where I just give clues about a person, place, or thing, and which is super fun. I love that one because, I mean, it's the comedy that just comes. Yeah. It's it's so great. And then the final round is they have to get a person, place, or thing in 60 seconds, and they can ask as many yes or no questions as they want, and they have three clues to use. It's sort of like it's 20 questions, but you're not in the backseat of your mom's car, and your sister isn't. <laughs> You know, going, this is my side. Stay over there. <laughs> it's been so much fun. And it truly lends itself to, like, so much humor. You know, it just naturally does, which I love. And, and, you know, you're so good at it, too, of just everybody's funny. Everybody's got a story. So if you sort of sit back as a host, funny just happens. It's a it perfect, just does. It's a perfect vehicle for you because it gives you those gaps to get jokes in all the time. And the contestants are having fun, and 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 it, you make it a party. It's a lot of fun. So you know what I thought, Melissa? I thought I don't know how often you've played person, place, or thing, but I have a version <laughs> specified to Melissa Peterman, ladies and gentlemen, that I thought we would play. And okay. I will tell you, uh, if it's it's, uh, we're going to start with a person. It's a person. Is this person alive? Yes. Is this person uh, female? 
Yes. Is this person an entertainer? Yes. <laughs> yes. Is well, now you have to give me a clue. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm supposed to give you a clue. It's a fictional. It's fictional character. Oh, fictional. Yes. Oh, so is it fictional? Alive? Is this character? What is, was it? Well, so how could she be alive? How could she be alive? It's because she's alive. She's alive in our hearts. Because <laughs> the film lives okay. forever. Yeah. Oh, it's film. It's film. Oh, so it's from a movie. Fictional movie. From a movie. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to take a guess. Is it Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz? No. Here's your third clue. You. <laughs> <laughs> It's hooker number two from the movie Fargo. Yes! Yes, it is, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is. Now, I made, Melissa made she a She is film. alive and well. According to all, according to all of my sources, she is. is working as a locksmith now. She's, she's off the streets. She's working as a locksmith. She's got three cats. She's dating again, recently divorced. She's wonderful, that hooker number two. Now, for, we have to give a little backstory here. Melissa, from Minnesota, the movie Fargo was being filmed up there, correct? And how did you yep. get, she, can you tell the story of how you got the role? And it's one of the most famous lines in the movie. <laughs> And it was Melissa. Yeah, I the, the woman that was casting it, Jane Brody, she had taught at my college the last semester of my senior year, uh, an acting class, an intro, or like an audition class maybe. And she remembered me and she was out, she was in Minnesota casting for the movie. And I went in and I read for, uh, I would think, did I read for Hooker number two first? <laughs> or was it number one? Number I don't one, remember. I mean, which one? I mean, which was the, what was the media role? I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, everyone wants to be number one, um, but you're number two, you know, your number two's got, they, they have a little more power, I yeah. think. Anyway, the, the audition was, do you remember this part of it? I asked Joel Cohen for change for the vending machine no. to get like, are you serious? Because I mean, I didn't know who we, I mean, you, it was, it was a time where like the Cohen brothers, they had done like the unusual suspects, like, you know, and raising Arizona, but you didn't really see them a lot. This was not social media, like where you right. could, like, you didn't see their faces a lot. And so they, they come in and I go, oh, do you, do you guys have change for like a dollar? I want to get like, I think I wanted to get a Mountain Dew, by the way, a great beverage before an audition. Right. And we'll get you up, you know. <laughs> and I get in there and I see them and he's sitting at the head table. Oh. I'm like, oh, and you know, I was, thanks for the change. Um, I got, I, I auditioned. I didn't hear anything. Uh, I come back to audition again. And as soon as they paired me with Larissa, who was hooker number one, right. I knew we were like the right fit. And then we got the part and uh, go bears. Go that bears. was my line. <laughs> go bears. She's, go bears. It's, in the, it's like in the first 10 or 15 minutes of the movie. So, I mean, hooker yeah. number two, I now see, I have a connection to that because my first movie was The Wishmaster, where I was pharmacy customer number two. So, see, the, mm. see how And by the way, Cal Penn was in that movie and got his sad card too. But here, I, I'm going to do my whole scene from The Wishmaster, pharmacy customer okay. number two. Here we go. Hold on. Hey, buddy, are you okay? Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That was that right there. You felt like that. You felt you were inside a pharmacy right there, didn't you? Yeah, and I felt like I wasn't okay, like for a minute. Like I was like, I don't think I'm okay. <laughs> I, I have, I have, I have one, I have one more. I have, a, I have a place. I have a Melissa Peterman person, place, or thing. I have a place. Ooh, okay. okay, it's a place. Uh, is it, is this place in the United States? Yes, it is. Is it a city? No, it's not a city. It is. Uh, Nineteen eighty-three is your clue. Uh, Nineteen eighty-three. Is it um, Paisley Park? No. Or Prince? Nightclub. Uh, first Ave. First Ave. There it is. First Ave. Now, how many? Now, First Ave, if you we want to talk, Melissa's a massive Prince fan. She's from Minnesota. I think you have to be, right? Um, nightclub that, yeah. that was in the movie Purple Rain was First Ave, First Avenue, where Prince started. And how many times approximately had you gone to that club and seen Prince? Because I know it's a crazy amount of time. Well, I've seen him, I think in my lifetime, like live, like over 20 some times, yeah. but I was too young. I only got into first uh, half one time to see him because I was, I was a little, I wasn't quite of age <laughs> when he was playing there. Um, but I've been to first half so many times and every time I go back, um, I go see him, but I've seen him in so many different venues. He's truly, he was, and will always be just a genius and he's the soundtrack to my life i mean for real i mean like you know i've got the tattoo I, yeah you have a ta what's your tattoo for everyone you don't have to show oh god oh, can I I, yes oh. I, can't she do it ladies and gentlemen we're going she's rolling Wait. it up hold on she's moving the camera <laughs> 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 
Almost. There it is. There yes. Go. The artist formerly known as Prince on on Melissa's uh, ankle. Is that ankle or shin? I think it's like an ankle shin. It's in the halfway between. Um, that was actually my thigh. So I apologize. I'm kidding. <laughs> it was my ankle. Now I'm going to tell my qu a quick Prince story. I saw Prince. It was here in Vegas. Okay. We were uh, we were filming Street Smarts here, so it was like early 2000s, and the word got out that Prince was going to be playing uh, a free private show at the MGM nightclub, whatever the club was there. So we go over at like 10, right? We want to get there early because he's not supposed to go on till like 2 a.m. So we get there at like 10, and we get some seats at the bar. So we're sitting there, and we're like, this is going to be perfect. Prince is going to come out. So as 11 o'clock creeps on, midnight, all of a sudden people are coming Packing the floor. We're like, that's fine. Our chairs were kind of high up, like a chair I'm sitting in now. We're like, we're going to see Prince straight ahead. Boom. Right about 2 a.m., two giant guys come and stand right in front of me. And I'm like, son of a dad. So I'm like, hey. And, and the guy kind of turns. It was Magic Johnson. It was Magic Johnson. Yeah, it was Magic Johnson. So I could be like, hey, bud. Oh, What's up, Magic? You know, so he right. kind of, yeah, so he kind of turned around and realized what he was doing. And he kind of, kind of gave us a little gap there because you don't need a big gap to see Prince. He was a tiny man, right? So yeah. Magic and his buddy, they kind of they, they parted right there. And then I had a shot at Prince and saw him. Yeah, it was a tiny guy. He was right there. His Prince was like that big. But it was, that's the first time I saw him. And then I saw him two more times. He's amazing. I mean, in the, when the next time you tell that story, though, will you just say that Magic Johnson lifted you up and put you on his shoulders? <laughs> During Purple Rain, yeah. <laughs> and you guys just sang it together. And Please waved. just end it that way. Did Patrick yeah. Johnson held me like this, like like this, and just Purple he, Rain. He just held you and did that. Yeah, he's a tight. He was. He was a. He's a small. He was a small man, but it was still the sexiest man alive. Truly, for real. And um, I'm like six feet tall. Like I knew I could put him <laughs> in my purse, but I was like, I just he just exuded such confidence and uh he could play anything i just loved him he was so good uh and i saw him i saw him at the uh staple center and then i saw him um at the staple at the staple center and i rode the escalator up with reverend jesse jackson yeah so it's me and yeah. the me and reverend jesse jackson and uh and, and then, then he put him, you on his shoulders and then he put, me he on put you on his shoulders <laughs> and then uh, and you guys and then, yeah and i was like thanks rev thanks for the ride and then i went um, and then I saw him. He did a bunch of shows at the Forum in Los Angeles when he owed the. I, I saw him. I saw him six times that time because he was like twenty-one nights. It was. He, and do you remember why he did those shows? He owed the IRS what, money. He is that why I didn't know yeah. that. But, but you know what I loved about it though? He made sure that everyone could go twenty-five buck tickets for everybody. Like everyone. I love that. It was unbelievable. And my friend Christian, who's probably watching, he had never been to a concert. He was like thirty-five years old. He had never been to a concert, and for his birthday, was he now, Amish? He was, <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't allowed to dance. It was like Footloose. He couldn't dance, and he wasn't allowed to see concerts. He had never seen a concert, so I'm like, we got tickets for Prince, and they were twenty five dollars. I'm pretty sure he owed the IRS a lot of money, so he booked twenty one nights at the Forum and used all that money to pay. That I was like, leave me alone, right? So we went, and that's the first concert I ever saw was Prince, and I'm like, you realize from here it's all downhill. I don't care who you yeah. see. You're you're starting with Prince. It's like this. It's it's not gonna. Yeah. And it was tremendous. And I remember during he was doing a medley and he was just banging on the page. He's like, y'all know how many hits I got? And they just did like a few. He was he was amazing. He was a electrifying performer, Prince. Um. So Minnesota. Uh, I want to talk about Minnesota. I want to talk about the Vikings. Uh, are you a giant fan? Like when you were a little, it was your family all Vikings fans? Because we want to talk about who do the Vikings have this weekend? By the way. Uh, they have Packers, and you know I'm married to Wisconsin. My husband's from Wisconsin, so oh yeah. My God. So you, do you guys make bets on the game? Any sort of like just friendly wagers? I have to be totally honest. We're both pretty like low key. Like we're fans, but we yeah. don't like you know we're not gonna not talk to each other at Thanksgiving if something <laughs> bad happens. You know, like. Right. Um, but I have to say that my grandma Bev, who has since uh, left us, who may be watching, but she made it to 100 years old. I believe she had Viking season tickets. Up until she was 90, oh. 94 years old. Like, so it was strong, you know, in the family. And my grandfather loved it. I, you know, I was that one who, like, I, I love the game, but I was, I, I don't, I just like going to, like, you know, yay and cheer. I, I, I don't, I don't get excited till we're getting close right. to, like, the Super Bowl. And right. then I get very excited. Right. I was very excited, what, two years ago? Yeah. I mean, or was it, I mean. Last year, well, last year you guys, yeah, you guys were, like, 
they, they lost like, to the Giants. They lost to the Giants. The Giants in the playoffs. Is that who it was? Yeah. Okay. Well, this Minneapolis miracle when they had Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Against that was the against Saints. New Orleans. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was the that. Yeah. She's, she's. And by the way, that meme that went around that Prince was somehow in there involved in that miracle <laughs> and assisted. Did you see that? No, like, I did. There's so many memes going around. Look that up if you can. Right? Yeah, we're gonna look it up. It's so awesome. Yeah. It was they, so awesome. Look, I'm. I was always a Vikings fan. Even as a kid, I liked the purple uniforms, and I loved Fran Tarkington, who was the quarterback. His name was close to yeah. Frank. And he scrambled around and he was, if you've never seen Fran Tarkington, remember folks, you're on YouTube watching the show after our show, not before it ends. After the show, <laughs> Google Fran Tarkington. This guy, he, I think when he retired, he had 49,000 yards. He led the NFL. He was the career passing leader when he retired. And it took 17 years for someone to break his record. That's how prolific he was. But unfortunately, they made it to like three or four Super Bowls and they lost them all. Um, now, but back to your grandma, Bev, you said she was a season ticket holder. Was she going to those outdoor games in Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah, that's well, that's how we're built. I yeah. mean, we can have a blizzard and we will just like scratch up two peoples in our car and we will get to a game. Like, that's how it goes. So, I mean, Metropolitan yeah, Stadium, would, God, yeah, it would be like single digits there. It was cold, you know, but it's it maybe that's why she lived to be 100, you know, cryotherapy that she was doing it all the time and we didn't know it. She was ahead of her time, Grandma Bev. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Ryan, did you find the meme of Prince? I did. Could we see it? Can you bring uh, it up there? Give us Give us one second. All right, I got to transfer it over. Um, yeah, the Vikings, for some reason, the Vikings are underdogs. So here at the South Point, <laughs> where is it? There it is. <laughs> it's so good. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Oh, that's unbelievable. Man, Prince. So good. Um, so anyway, yeah, your, your Vikings are on the road in Green Bay. And Green Bay's favorite. Green Bay does not look good, Ryan. They're not a good team. Minnesota coming off the Monday night win against San Francisco. I guess they're, they're kind of, they're, the odds makers are saying maybe no. maybe they're letdown on a roll. Spot. Who knows? Maybe I think they're on a roll. I would take I would take Minnesota. Ryan, what'd you say? I said a letdown spot. A letdown. It is a letdown because they had the big win against the Niners yep. at home. But I, I would go with them. I would take them. I would take them. Uh, ice fishing. Did you ever ice fish up there? I didn't. Yeah, I did I not. That doesn't it, seem. It, it didn't seem, seem fun. No, cut a hole in the. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I um, felt like yeah. I, no, I never did. So, um, anyway. but you know what? Oh, I'm going to put it out there, Frank. I'm a friend of mine who still has, who lives in Denver, but has uh, Vikings tickets, and he flies. I still have a house in St. Paul, a little okay. little place there. So, if you ever want to go to Vikings home game, just let me know. I'll give you the lockbox code. You can go in there <laughs> and see the game because it's uh, it's fun to see it. It's they're great fans. That's the one thing I do love is oh, and the skull um, thing, skull, skull. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, it's a yeah. great atmosphere. I mean, the I, horn listen. after first downs. It's pretty awesome. What do they do? Oh yeah, yeah, the, the horn. horn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's um, a fun game. They're fun. It is fun. And Melissa, so uh, person, place, or thing, everyone can watch this everywhere across the United States. Uh, you're having fun. Yes, and and follow follow at person or person, place, or thing TV uh, on Instagram, and that that'll tell you that'll give you some info about it. Follow me on Instagram. I can tell you, but yeah, yeah. just check. It, it's it's somewhere. It's yeah, it's syndicated everywhere, so you got to find it. And, but, and what else? Oh, and, and, I've had a blast. Oh, and one more thing. I forgot. Ann, our producer, she's a big fan of The Voice. She wanted to know if you're watching Reba on The Voice. Uh, yeah, I'm watching yeah. Reba on The Voice <laughs> to the point where she, I keep texting her during the show. Like, during, like, I mean, they've taped. Now they'll go live after the holidays, I believe, or after Thanksgiving. Yeah, they go that's, back to that's the live. Yeah, how it goes, right. Um, yes, I've seen her. We've talked about it. I'm obsessed. I think she's such a great fit and it just brings like, she's the queen. I mean, they literally, they call her the queen and she is the queen. She's loving it. She is loving it. She and it's like so she, much yeah, fun to She watch. seems like she's having a blast doing the show. You can tell that she's, she's having fun. By the way, I just looked down. I remembered I had one more place for you. It was body of water, <laughs> body of water and purifying. So we all know. That that's Lake Minnetonka. Lake Minnetonka. That's in the movie Purple Rain where he makes Apollonia get in the water. And he's like, but that ain't Lake Minnetonka. I remember when I was a kid, that was a very pausable moment on the VCR for me as a young child of 15 years old. I'm sure. Seeing Apollonia get into Lake Minnetonka. But I think you're pure. You probably have bathed yourself in the Lake Minnetonka. Um, Frank, I don't like to get into water. You know that about <laughs> me. I... I don't get into water. No, well, um, I've been in, um, there's 10,000 lakes in Minnesota. I think I've been in like 17 of them. So yeah, <laughs> Lake Minnetonka, I've definitely been in. That's not bad. And I'm digging the bangs. I think you look great. The bangs, you look great. Thank you. you it's like normal. a curtain for your face. <laughs> I can't, I, for some reason, I have the Louvelier blinds all the way up. This is, <laughs> this is the forehead that's turned into a five head, but I don't mind. Uh, I've missed 
missed you. Can I just say I have missed you? And I'm just going to give you a shout out because no one even said me to do it. You're, you're one of the best in the business. You are so funny. Uh -huh. Whether you're doing stand up or you're doing warm up, you make sure that everyone in the room is having a great time. And you're so quick and funny and smart. And um, I wish I knew more about sports because I come <laughs> on here every day and talk. About no, you were great. We really appreciate you coming on. We want to tell everyone. Watch person, place, or thing. You can. They have a great, unbelievable website you can go to. You can you can like drop down menu menu and put in your state or your city, and it'll tell you when and where to watch it. I know my mom will be watching tonight whilst she Yay. makes dinner. So Melissa, thank you so much for being on the show. You are the best. I hope to see you in person soon. Uh, continued success. Love you. See you soon. Thank you, Melissa. Bye. See you thank soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Oh, Bye. and we'll be, we'll be right back after this. I guess I should have thrown. Did we have any live comments from Melissa? I forgot. We did. Oh wait, Melissa, are you still there? Wait, yeah. real, real quick, live comment. Yes. Go okay. for it. I screwed up. <laughs> Our guy, Jerry, wanted to know. He, so he was a big fan of Ned's Declassified. He oh, wanted yes. to know if you had any fun stories from then. Oh, my gosh. I It was it was a long time ago. I just remember that I had a really good time and that the kids, you know, um, that they were really funny actors. I didn't think of them as, like, being, like, you know, young <laughs> They were they were just really funny, good actors. So it was fun to do scenes with them. Uh, I had a great time. I love those. I love that show. It was great. And baby, da and you were on Baby Daddy, I think. While we were doing one of the shows, you were doing Baby Daddy, which a lot of people love too. Yep. You've had a hell of a, and a lot of people. Well, I I mean, you know, knock on something. I mean, I've worked, and that's a good thing. You know, we're always happy when we're working. But it all started with the role. Hooker number two. Hooker number two. And on that note, did you have anything else, Ryan? I mean, you should end right there, right? On hooker number two? Yeah. You we yeah. good? Yeah, we're good with hooker number two. Ladies and gentlemen, hooker number two and host of Person, Place, or Thing, the lovely Melissa Peterman. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Melissa. We will let you go now. Bye. We'll be right back after this with Matt Neverett. We'll be right back. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas' top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 1230 a.m. in the Grand View Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grand View Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Welcome back to Punchlines. I'm Frank Nicotero. We just had Melissa Peterman on the show. Hysterical. Uh, unbelievable. I mean, the hooker number two story. And I knew, she, I knew she would get it once I said fictional. And then I mentioned uh, my, my, my pharmacy customer number two. And then, of course, the Prince story, me seeing Prince. And someone had a live comment. Yeah. He hasn't told me yet. I want to find out. Someone had a comment about my story in Magic Johnson. What's yeah, so since Magic was blocking you right, and you were talking about Magic holding you up, yeah. someone said, uh, or well, my stepdad, okay. Dave. Hi, oh, Dave. Hi, Mom. Yep. He uh, he said he could see magic holding you up like Simba in The Lion King. <laughs> magic holding me up like Simba. I mean, here's the thing. I think magic was 6'8". I think well, he still is 6'8". He hasn't shrunk. He hasn't grown. 
Um, I mean, literally, this is a true story. It was like, you could tell the energy, the lights are starting to come down. Everyone's like, man, Prince is coming out. And then literally like a sketch, they both just came and stood right in front of me. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And I wanted to like get like kind of pissed. Um, but then he kind of turned his head and I was like, oh, it's Magic Johnson. And then he kind of turned and realized, uh, he really did. He kind of said, ah, and they, they did just give me that little, they gave me a little gap right there, enough that I could see Prince. It was unbelievable. It was right here at the MGM. Uh, it was probably 20 years ago. You ever see a private show in Vegas? I have not. Do you go to concerts? Not one of those. What, what concerts have you been to? Well, my first concert uh, was a Hannah Montana concert. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Please tell me you wore some sort of shirt. Like Not a, a Hannah Montana shirt. No, I had a, like a jacket with guitar on it. I do remember saving confetti, though. You saved, aw, he yeah. saved some confetti from the Hannah Montana yeah. show. I was probably seven, eight yeah. years old. Uh, Miley grade. Cyrus, who I uh, is is on my, she's I have a hall pass for Miley Cyrus. Miley, if you're watching, girl, um, <laughs> that'll get freaky. This is how long ago when I saw her, I was at my local Blockbuster Video, and she was in there with whatever Hemsworth she was at the time. And, <laughs> whatever uh, Hemsworth, wh whatever Hemsworth, and I was reaching for a movie. I don't recall. It was almost like a romantic comedy, like a meet cute. I believe that called. And yep. we we're both kind of reaching for the same. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And then I'm like, ah, Miley, and she had just hosted SNL which she was great on. And I talked to her friends. She was really cool. I used to see her all the time. During COVID, she'd walk by the house. Uh, I'm like, oh my God, that girl kind of looks like Miley Cyrus. Ah, it is Miley Cyrus. So uh, she kind of lived in the area, but that's my Miley Cyrus story. Not as exciting as the Prince story. Um, you know what's exciting? Our next guest. He's live in the studio right here. Now here's the thing. The this man. guy's been hanging out in the studio uh, for the past couple of days. And here's how it works. If you can endure me for two shows, you get to be a guest. It's how we do it. That's anyone who comes. And if you can hang out and endure two hours, you're on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a connection to Pittsburgh, which we'll get to. He's a sports broadcaster, a Vegas native, and a general sports sicko. It's Matt Neverett. Matt, ladies and gentlemen, I always like to yeah. applaud for in-person guests. Someone who, not that we don't, Melissa, I applauded for you too, because you're on the video. But when she people come in, she's hysterical. Greatest woman, nicest woman, hysterical. Make sure you watch Person, Place, or Thing. Now, the first day you came in here, we started talking. Pittsburgh came up, and you're like, oh, I used to live there. I went to Pine Ridge High School. I'm like, I went to North Allegheny, and then you and then you reminded me. You're like, oh, my dad would play-by-play. -play. I was like, your dad, Tim Neverett. Yep, yeah, he's uh, with the Dodgers now, yeah. but at the time was with the, the, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and uh, yeah, spent some formative years in Pittsburgh and yeah. our, uh, our high school's rivals, so the fact that we're able to sit on both sides of this desk That's is saying right. something, yeah. Now, if you went to North Hills, I wouldn't be able to do this. Yeah, big you'd have to be there. You'd have to be out there, and I would talk to you via prison phone. I wouldn't allow a North Hill student in here. Yeah, but he's Pine Richland, which didn't exist when I was a kid. It was just Richland. It was just yeah. Richland, and then somehow they threw a pine in there. They're like, it sounds richer and more elegant. Let's make it Pine Richland. But uh, yeah, 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 Pine Richland, that's so close. It's, uh, it's funny. So your dad, play-by-play -play guy, he's now with the Dodgers. Yep. And this is in your blood then, right? You love doing it, and it's something you want to keep doing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm um, with the, the AAA team out here, the Aviators, affiliated with the, the Oakland Athletics. And yeah. I was fortunate enough to get started my high school when we moved to Pittsburgh from Denver, where we were. Uh, had a local cable TV station, so I got started right away and kind of just dove in headfirst and started doing women's basketball as a sophomore yeah. in high school and just kind of snowballed through there. I do stuff for UNLV. I'm kind of a hired gun for various other uh, organizations. So, yeah, just whoever whoever no. has money. I, I, I like talking. <laughs> and I, like, I like sports, so it's a good uh, He needs the match. money to come down to the South Point. Sports, <laughs> well, welcome, put some money in the window. <laughs> um, so the Aviators, I, I, I can't wait to go to a game because I love baseball. This is This is the craziest thing. I would say I've been to well over a thousand baseball games in my life. Easy. I mean, I can just think of the Pirates in the '80s through the early '90s. I would go 40 times a year. To, that's four or five hundred there. At least a thousand games. Uh, I've never been to a minor league baseball game. You have to go. It's, How is that possible? I've never been. It's such a, a, a unique experience. Yeah. And you know, while the the play on the field is basically the exact same, maybe not not as good. The guys are younger. The, the pitching's not there. <laughs> They're hungrier. Yeah, that that is one thing. But just the the entertainment off the field. I think is the biggest difference. And uh, you'll, you'll see some things that you will not see anywhere else. And uh, Major League Baseball has taken over the minor leagues in the last yeah. couple of years. And I don't want to say dumbed it down. They've made a lot of things more <laughs> more, more uniform and more up to their, their standard. But back in the day, you would have things like 
on on Easter, I remember one year with the team I used to work for, they had a, a helicopter dropping candy onto the I, field. I was going to say, tell me there's a helicopter involved because they used to do the money drops like oh, in yeah. Bull Durham, right? They do candy. I mean, <laughs> and I, I've seen even even uh, uh, officially sanctioned, if, if you will, stuff. <laughs> I, I, I've seen grounds crews try to dry out an infield with a flamethrower before. Uh, and that, that's something that you just won't see at the major leagues. You know what? All that, and here's the thing about the major leagues back in the 70s. In 1979, Dave Parker, there's a famous picture of Dave Parker smoking a cigarette in the dugout. But during the 79 World Series against the Baltimore Orioles, which the Pirates are down 3-1, came back and won. Uh, we are family. They had a, a garbage can fire going out in the bullpen. Like, like, like doo-wop groups used to do in the 50s in the corner singing. And for like in Rocky, his brother <laughs> sings, take it back. Do, do, do. There's a garbage can with a fire and the relievers. There's no way that's legal. There's no way a fire. They would allow that. Hey, let's just start a fire in the bullpen and we'll warm our hands. And then we'll go out and we'll shut down the Orioles. That's, one, do that. that's one way to do it. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's just, if you watch highlights, they always show the garbage can in the package. It's excellent. But now the A's are possible. The, the A's are moving here. Is it official? Is it a hundred percent official? The stadium's going to be where the trap is. Allegedly. Yeah, I know. It's still like there's 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 still like a one percent thing going. Yeah, on. and it's a lot of having to do with I'm just the way the that the, the the politics work, not only in in Nevada but in in California, which just adds a whole other wrinkle, as as you know, as a, <laughs> uh, as, a as a former native. But uh, it it is trending in that direction, yeah. and uh, as of now, the plan is that they're going to there is a a nine acre lot on the thirty five acre lot in total that the Tropicana currently sits on. Wow. And, uh, that they have leased it from them, and it's uh, you know they're still kind of going back and forth. They've already got uh, 380 million dollars of public money allotted right. to them. They're asking for more. They're trying to figure out where that's going to come from. So it's uh, it's kind of convoluted at the moment. But one way or another, Vegas will have a major league baseball team in the Eventually. next next handful of years. If the A stuff does work out, it'll it's allegedly going to be opening day 2028. 28. So wow. we're still down the line, and that opens up all the questions of what do you do. Between now and then, if you're the Oakland organization, uh, but eventually Las Vegas will have a Major League Baseball team. And, you know, as someone who's who's from here uh, and has seen the progression of sports right. from the 90s uh, until now, it's 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 incredible. I remember when I lived here back in the day, my dad was doing play by play and talk radio and he, he broadcasted for just about every minor league sports team and every college team that, that was here back in the day. So just to see that that transition of what it was to what it is has been just phenomenal to now it's, you know, not only the entertainment capital of the world, yeah. the, the, the LVCVA, Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority, uh, had the tagline, it, it is now the sports and entertainment capital yeah. of oh, the yeah. world. Yeah, oh yeah, they got it, that's smart. With, uh, PAPSA being repealed, sports betting being legalized nationwide, I think yeah. that was the, the opening of it, and then the Raiders and the Golden Knights, and now the Aces back-to-back -back champions, and even the UFC, all the, all the sports that are here, yeah. <laughs> UFC being here too. UFC founded here, uh, and uh, it, it it has been incredible just to watch the the sports scene blow up yeah, in Vegas. Yeah, and, and and to see to see baseball on the strip would be mind blowing. And you're saying nine acres is that's a good name for the stadium, Nine Acre Stadium. Nine -acre that would stadium. be good. But I mean, to just be wedged right in there, because you know, I had an Uber driver the other day. He's like, you know, if you look around, there's desert everywhere, but the city doesn't get wider. It just keeps jamming stuff right in the middle yeah. there. But, I mean, to see a baseball game right down the street from here would be amazing. It's going to be interesting. And one thing that the A's have said that I don't know if I necessarily agree with is that it's going to be the most walkable stadium in the major leagues. Now, if you have ever stayed at, let's just say, Treasure Island yeah. on the north end of the Strip, and it's 120 degrees, yeah. and it's mid-June, and you yes. got to make that hour oh, yeah. trek. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how walkable that's, that's going to be when <laughs> your feet are sticking to the concrete. We, we, Ann and I talked about this. We've all made this mistake. If you come to Vegas, come see us at the South Point. Studio's right here in the sports book, South Point Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. I remember one of the first times I came here, we were walking out of somewhere down by the Venetian, and you know, you're looking at uh, whatever. I don't know it was Bellagio, whatever. Like, oh, it's not that far. We've all made the mistake. It's right there. I can see it. And five minutes into it, we're diving into the Flamingo to get drinks and get a cab because it's just too far. You'll get, you'll get the guys that, that stay at Rio and they're like, oh, we're just going to oh, walk across the bridge to Caesars. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're, you're dodging 18 wheelers and uh, torrential heat. Uh, yeah, you're going to that, that footbridge. is not safe. It Over is not 15, safe. I yeah, agree. Scary. Um, but I, I've also seen some really cool ideas to turn the Vegas A's logo upside down and make it a V. Uh, we had team names. We we're going to do the, the Las Vegas overs. Yeah, those, that was name. our best AI yeah, the Las Vegas Mashup. Overs. We had like cool that. uniforms and everything. It wasn't as good as the AI of the guys handing out the card to the speeding car, <laughs> but it was damn good. It was a damn good try. So uh, we were talking college. You're a big college football guy, oh, too. Yeah. Now, who, what teams do you follow the most, UNLV or, or Nationwide? What do you like? Yeah, so I, I call games for UNLV, right. so I'm legally you have to say the, financially the obligated yes, to, to keep up with them. I do a, a weekly radio show for the Mountain West, so any of the Mountain That's West awesome. teams I keep up with. And then I, I went to Appalachian State, so 
No uh, way. I'm in a, West Virginia. Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina. Although oh, I did, God, I did right. go to a school called Bethany College for a couple of years I've in West played, Virginia. I've played Bethany College. Yep. Uh, I know a lot of people went to Bethany. I drove through the worst snowstorm of my life to get to Bethany College. I used my sister's Jeep because my rental car was not equipped to do you it. You need a Jeep to get up there. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's, yeah, Bethany. I've been to Bethany College. And actually, Bob Dell, whose uh, wife goes there, Vicky. No Bob way. Dell's, Bob Dell, who's a regular live commenter, his wife went to Bethany that College. That is small world. Did you get a chance to go to the, the one bar? I, you know what? I, I think the town was legally shut down. That's how bad the snowstorm was. I don't even know how I made it there and still did the show. So I think I stayed the night or I just got back in the Jeep and, and drove back to Pittsburgh. But well, if anyone, if anyone, if you've never heard of Bethany College, if you know where Wheeling, West Virginia is, it's the little part of West Virginia that sticks up between Pennsylvania and Ohio and you go Wheeling and then there's one six mile little back stretch of hills and okay. road <laughs> yeah. just to get to Bethany. So yeah. you are isolated. Oh, it was. Yeah. And that was, there's one bar. There's one bar. It's uh, about 10 steps off campus. So it's uh. Oh, man. Uh, and and they, they used to serve you if you had a school ID and a matching driver's license. <laughs> you could have said that you were 12 years old, but as long as you had it. Uh, well, they knew you were walking. Exactly. So it's not that bad. And it's exactly. West Virginia. Wild, wonderful West Virginia. It was wild. Uh, I was conceived in Wheeling, I believe. My mom, if you're watching. a lot. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but I was born in Beaver Falls, the home of Joe Willie Namath. So uh, tell us about UNLV season, right? They just had their game against Nevada. Yeah. Right? That was a big game here. I know everyone was here. The sports book was crazy for that, by the way. Yeah, and then last week they defeated Colorado State uh, on a walk-off field goal for bowl eligibility. And this is a team that hasn't been bowl eligible in 10 years. Wow. Uh, 2013 was the last time that they went to a bowl game. And uh, they've done it in seven games. They're 6-1. They're and one which is the best start since Randall Cunningham was oh, uh, under center God. in 1984. Some of Randall the best teams in, in school history. And it's uh, the, the new head coach, Barry Odom, who had had some success at Missouri and then was at Arkansas as their defensive coordinator. And uh, between him and the offensive coordinator, Brendan Marion, who was at Texas and then Pitt before that, uh, yeah, they have, they've that. done something really, really cool with this UNLV team and this UNLV program. And, uh, you know, coming into the year, Barry Odom, a lot of coach speak, I would say, you know, Oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. You've got, you've got to learn to read between the lines and stuff. Yeah. But I, I really liked what he said preseason. He's been consistent with his messaging throughout the year. And the offense is really unique. It's called the go-go offense. Brendan Marion conceived it. <laughs> How crazy is this full circle? Remember uh, a handful of years ago, I think seven years ago, Howard beat UNLV here in Vegas. It's the biggest upset no, by point spread that, okay. in college football history. Oh, really? I think they were 45-point dogs. <laughs> And they won the game outright. So that was the first game that Brendan Marion debuted this go-go offense, right, which has two running backs on the field at all times, typically on the same side of the formation. So the quarterback and the shotgun and both of them to the right oh, or wow. the left. And they run a lot of triple option looks out yeah, of it. Right. And uh, this is the first program where he's kind of had carte blanche as far as recruiting and play calling. He got his guys. And he got his guys. And they've been really, really fortunate to have a stable of four running backs that they rotate really evenly. So in the fourth quarter, they've got guys who were – uh, FCS All-Americans with right. fresh legs ready Got to go. fresh legs. That's the key. So they're one of the top rushing offenses in the country. They've made the adjustments defensively, and they've won games where in years past they would have, you know, phoned it in. They were down 13-3 to against Colorado State at the, at the half. Uh, the Rams had rushed for 125 yards in the first half. Jeez. Fast forward second half, the Rams had seven rush <laughs> yards. Adjustments were made. And uh, the offense was just good enough, scored when it mattered, and th this team is really poised to do something special, at least in the history of this UNLV yeah. program. Yeah, and they, I, I drove by Allegiant Stadium. Do they have Wyoming? Is it Wyoming? Yeah, that's their next game in uh, two weeks on a that's Friday That's a nice home night. game. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking November that might 10th. be something fun to do, right? It's a lot of fun, uh, and it's a really cool recruiting tool, being able to play at Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, I, I mean, they're, that's where they're hosting the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, how much more do you need in that's the That's true. In the oh, you want to play? The, yeah, come here and play here. Oh, the Super Bowl's being played here in February. Yeah, they've done a great a job facilities-wise, not only with Allegiant, but the uh, the Fertitta football complex on campus. Uh, basketball has really stepped up their facilities as well, so UNLV overall is really trying to up the profile to a, a more national uh, level. Is Stacey Ogman still on the team? Is he still there? His, uh, <laughs> his banner is hung inside the Thomas and Mack Center, but the one thing that the I love the run and run. Those Jerry Tar those Tarkanian oh. teams with Stacey Ogman. I remember that in Pittsburgh, I, Pitt wasn't any good yet, so I loved UNLV. Yeah, and they uh, they're they're coached by Kevin Kruger, who played for a year for his dad, Lon Kruger. Lon Kruger, who was yeah, the coach. Illinois, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he uh, Kevin does a great job of bringing back a lot of the old players. Stacey oh, Ogman in and out of practice all the time, along with a lot of the other guys that made those. But Larry Johnson yeah. and yeah, LJ did the LJ. Those guys are all back. I can't so make an L. How do you make an L? Other way. Wait, that's the L, Jay? No. Wait, L? L, the other side. Oh, we got Ryan. We got him. 
You got the, 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 the youngest backwards. one. Now so, it just looks like I'm doing some sort of. L, right? No. The Copacabana. Yeah, I'm you doing see very, the L. Now you see the J. LJ. Fix it in post. Oh, wait. We're live. Um, so uh, you like to gamble. You like to come down and play some bets. Like, what, what, what are you looking at this week? Anything jumping out at you? What do you, what do you prefer? Do you like NHL, NBA, NFL, NCAA? I'm typically a, a football guy. Okay. I, I will dabble in college basketball mainly and okay. uh, baseball every now and then. And baseball's tough. Um, especially day-to-day betting, I do. I do have some some thoughts on on uh, a couple of World Series prices. Yeah, let's let's hear it. Yeah, so we have a sheet here. You can come down. World Series starts Friday, and uh, right now the the Rangers the series price is one eighty. Rangers to win one eighty plus one one sixty with those the snakes, the baby snakes. Which but, that's a little rich for my blood as far as the series price. I yeah, do think that the Rangers will take the series, and I'll even take it a step further. I haven't seen the number yet at South Point, but I know at West at uh, Westgate they've got. Uh, exact exact sure. uh, games. I, Rangers in four was eight to one. That's nine to one here at South Point. What about Ran- Rangers in five? Rangers in five currently uh, eleven to two. So that's that was the one that that's I was initially that. thinking when the game ended last night. Yeah, Arizona's going to get one, right? It's either that or on the flip side, if Arizona's going to win it, I think it's in seven, and that's six to one. So if that's I'm going to if I'm going to lay anything, it's going to be Rangers in five, D-backs in seven, and I would take a look honestly at Adelise Garcia for. World Series MVP. The prop bet, you have to. I mean, this guy is on fire. I mean, what he did against the Astros and why they were still pitching to him I don't understand, yeah. right? And like, like Arizona figured it out. They, they, they stymied the, the the hitters for the Phillies. So maybe, maybe it's their pitching coach. I don't know. But Arizona, they know what they're doing. I mean, Texas is obviously favored. I think. I'm wondering what America's voting for because this isn't. Well, you got Dallas and Phoenix. Those are two decent sized TV markets. Obviously, they wanted they wanted the Phillies in there because the Philly market's like what three or four. Um, I don't know who America's voting for. Um, if they're rooting for the Rangers or Arizona because they're such an underdog. I, I just, my dad loved the Texas Rangers because my dad loved cowboy movies and he just liked the idea of the Rangers. So I don't know. Ryan, do you have a pick? Are you rooting for Arizona? Because I feel like you're a Diamondback. Well, guy. I've got the future on the Rangers. What do you have? You do have the future on the Rangers, which we so, don't want to know the number. We're waiting. We don't want to ruin it. it. But I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing the D backs win it just because. They are the closest team to us, yeah. and it would be cool to see they haven't won it in 22 years. They haven't yeah, won the see, NL see, in 22 you know, years. I keep getting mad. When ESPN does this, when they're like, they haven't been to the World Series in, 2000, in 20 years. Texas hasn't been to the World Series since 2013. The Pirates haven't been to a World Series since 1979. Okay? You have to go back to a different millennium for the Pirates. Hey, you're talking to a Cubs fan. Well, yes, You that's got true. one, though. Yeah, yeah, but you got did, yours in your lifetime. There were a lot of people that did. That's fair. That's true. I was 10 when the Pirates won, and I remember I used to score the games, and the last out was Pat Kelly, fly out to Omar Moreno, so it was F8, and I circled it, and I got up and celebrated, and I drank six-pack of beer. I was 10 years old. Wow. Yeah, you were allowed. It was legal what in the 70s, day. and I don't know if what you just that, but you'll remember, you could drink. In Pittsburgh, you could drink at 10 years old. Iron City beer. Did you have your uh, Homer Simpson, Brian McGee, stayed up listening to Queen uh, fake ID? Yeah? <laughs> I, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, in, I'm in Pittsburgh... By the way, and when I was 10, I looked seven. No, uh, I looked very young at 21. I used to get into bars at 19. We were talking about this the other day. There was a bar called Zelda's. I can say their name. Chris Andrews would know Zelda's. You could literally get in with like a library card. Yeah. And let, I remember getting in there when I was like 17 or 18, and I looked like I was 15, and they were like, who cares? Just get in. Sounds like Bethany College. Yeah, Bethany College, right. <laughs> Bethany College, which I've actually been to. Uh, pro football, I have to just uh, – I didn't look at the Steelers. I think the Steelers are home – they're two and a half point underdogs again. Is that right? Do you have the line in front of you, Ryan? Yeah, against the Jaguars. And I will say, I, I do like two leg NFL teasers. That's oh, okay. usually my go to. You get six or seven points. Yeah, right? Explain I, I what go, that is. You I'll get go six. six. Or, yeah, you yeah. get six points and you can move it. A, you can adjust the line on two. To, I thought Melissa Peterman was still staring at us. <laughs> She's by the way. hanging out. I keep seeing Melissa yeah, her still. Face. This is yesterday. We had uh, Spencer up. Melissa's still watching the show from home. No, she's not there. She, that's what she thinks of your, your Steelers. She's confused. That's how, that's her look when we just when we explain teasers. Right, she's now. hearing the teasers. Yeah, we yeah. Well, we ended the show with Chris Andrews yesterday talking some betting terminology. So yes. I'll give you the teaser. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can tease it six or seven points depending on the book. You'll yeah. get different odds. William Hill in Las Vegas has the best uh, teaser odds. You can do two teams at minus one twenty for the for the whole parlay, if you yeah, will. So, so yeah, I was looking at some of these last night. I really think the teasers are a good or the uh, Steelers are a good teaser spot. Yeah, Maybe at home you're going to get eight and a half, nine and a half. Yeah, points. Steelers to eight and a half, and then you can tease the Eagles down to a pick 'em against the Commanders in Washington. Oh my god! And I think between the two of those, you just go with the. Uh, the 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 Steagles teaser. Yeah, the Steagles. The yes. Steagles teaser. In 1943, during World War II, the a lot of the players had to go over and fight for us. Thank you, boys. Thank you for your service. So they combined the Steelers and Eagles and made the Steagles. 
The Pittsburgh Steagles. It was green shirt Steagles. I've seen it on Amazon. I think it's in my cart. I might buy it someday. Uh, but it's unbelievable that they played one year. Steagles. It's a great name. But yeah, the Steagle Tees. So that's what I'm looking oh, at for I'm this week. That. Yeah, the, the Steagle Tees. Let Chris Andrews Wow, know. they even miscolored the lettering. That's actually really cool. Yeah, the, right? The Steagles? Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. So I like the, I like the Pennsylvania Tees. Pennsylvania Tees this weekend. Uh, a couple other Tees legs that I liked. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore is an eight and a half point favorite at Arizona. I can't bet Baltimore. I, I think if you can get Baltimore to under three, I like that one. Uh, and then the other one, sorry, Ryan, but the Chargers at home against the Bears with the... Oh, uh, no. With uh, Bajan at quarterback, I like the Chargers to win that one by three. Bajan, another West Virginia college, Shepherd College. Yeah, and the video of his dad was great. Oh my God, his dad is a, a he was like a twenty-eight time champ, arm, arm wrestler. wrestler champ. I had no idea. I've seen over the top of Stallone. That's all I know about arm wrestling. But his dad's amazing. And uh, Matt, you were great. Uh, thank you for coming yeah. here. I think you're going to be hanging out. You're going to be back. We're going to see Matt again. Uh, is there anywhere we can follow you? Because I want to I want to hear some of your radio, your yeah, podcast. Somehow, and stuff. some way, I was able to take at Matt Neverett on basically everything. I didn't have a lot of competition. I don't know. There's a Matt N Everett somewhere out there. I I, I am open to offers, but uh, <laughs> yeah, at Matt Neverett on on everything. Follow me on Twitter X Y Z whatever we're calling it nowadays. And yeah. uh, I'm on my phone <laughs> constantly, so it's it's my it's a bad These habit. These kids but today, you know how to find on me. their telephones. We had one phone with a cord. Okay, it's my old man coming out. I'm at Frank Nicotero and everything, but there is another at Frank Nicotero. There was a, there's another guy, Frank Nicotero, in New Jersey. We became friends on Facebook. Interesting. Yeah, that's, but that's he doesn't I have all the handles. Uh, listen, uh, what a great show today. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Remember, it's the Drive for Five. Drive for 500 subscribers. We're at like 470. Matt brought on a couple today, so thank you. Thank you for watching the show. Make sure you come back and watch. We love the live comments. We'll be back tomorrow uh, with another episode here at noon. Again, Melissa Peterman, you were awesome. Thank you so much. I'm Frank Nicotero. This is Punchlines. Lines live in Nevada every show.